the Whole Night Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. You can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brandon Olson. And then we have a special guest continuing our uh, our series of going over each division and getting a little bit of a, of a rundown of what's going to happen. And joining us today to talk about the AFC West, we have Austin, Austin Cunningham. Um, you can find him on Twitter at AustinCham33. He is the host of the Talking Football podcast. Uh, he is also an analyst for Whole Nine Sports. Uh, and you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much summed it up right there. Uh, massive Chiefs fan, um, trying to trying to get through the offseason here, making sure no one gets hurt through training camp and then heading into the season and just kind of continue off where they did last year. And hopefully hopefully someone's not going to be offsides there at that last play, you know, to kind of <laughs> <laughs> keep them away from the Super Bowl. That would be uh, unfortunate. You hate to see uh, disappointing playoff losses. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. Um, I I just, uh, I'm a little offended that both of y'all got like your Twitter handle shouted out and Dylan just completely ignoring mine. But, well, it's because it has an it's underscore in it. crazy, Dylan. Because it has an underscore it's in real it. real crazy, Dylan. You can find Brandon on Twitter at WNS underscore, what is it? I forgot. Brandon, my fucking I know, I just, name. I know, Dylan. I was messing with you. I've, I've done this 21 times now. I know what your name is. I just kind of forget. You know, I was going to mess something up. This time it just happened to be your Twitter handle. Um, I hate I hate you. I know, we know, we know, we know. How are y'all doing today? Doing good. Uh, just recorded earlier today and kind of getting things lined out and then just been, you know, enjoying as much as I can Madden for the most part. People can enjoy Madden. That's what I said for the most part because it's not. <laughs> I'm not enjoying much about it. He he did say trying. That's fair. That's fair. What news to me? Uh, what about you, Brandon? Um, I've I've been also trying to enjoy Madden, but uh, yeah, it's it's going so far. I like it better than last year. Oh, it's a million times better than last year. Not saying much, but I definitely think it's a lot better. Uh, I've just I've been at work all day, so that's fun. I got I got there at 10 a.m., got off at 10 p.m. Uh, other than that, it's uh, anyone who plays like video games or anything, or a fighting game should know that Evo is this weekend, which is like the biggest video like fighting game tournament, and Smash the Smash finals are on right now. So I have that on in the background. I've been keeping up with that. My boy Sam Soros Sam Soros still in it. Uh, anyone who follows me on Twitter knows that this is all I've been talking about. Uh, so today we're talking about the AFC West, as I mentioned before. Um, and so Brandon, you can uh, go ahead and start off the talking. All right, Austin. So, uh, what do you think the final standings will be from the AFC West this season? Um, well, it's going to be tough between two teams for sure. I mean, you throw in the Raiders and the Chargers, or excuse me, the Raiders and the Broncos, still developing teams. They're trying to, you know, figure out where they're going for the future. New head coaching staff for either team, but the top team, you know, I'm going to stick with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think they they are extremely motivated from what they were last year. Um, they've completely revamped their defense with the coaching staff. That's their biggest addition this offseason is that entire coaching staff. And then you know, get Adrian Frank Clark with them. I think that just continues to build on their team, and they got something to look forward to. So I'm taking the Chiefs um, to win the AFC West. 
for the fourth time in a row, if I if I'm correct there. And then the Chargers, I feel like they get the injury bug just like that, or something just takes place like it does every single year. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I'm going to go Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. I think the Broncos, they're in a, just a mess of trying to figure out what they're going forward with their team in the future. The Raiders are kind of getting there, but they're still young. You know, Green's still trying to get everything going his way and with his mindset. And I think they're starting to do that. I can't wait for Hard Knocks to come out. And then the Chargers, like I mentioned, there's just going to be that one thing that happens and takes place. It just, it ruins, it not necessarily ruins it for him, but it just takes that opportunity away. Uh, so you mentioned the Broncos in last place. How uh, how long do you think it takes them for turn to, to turn to Drew Locke? Um, it should take at least a year and a half. I it, definitely not this year at all. Like Drew Locke should not play a single down in the NFL this season in the regular season. There's there's no report. Yeah, you're not a fan of his. I saw you on a, on Twitter during the Hall of Fame game, and you didn't sound like you loved him too much. Well, it's not that you know that I'm not a fan of him. He's just he's not ready. I mean, this would be like throwing Patrick Mahomes there in his rookie season on the, with the Chiefs. Like, yeah, there's going to be talent, but he's not going to be the player he is now. He's not going to know, you know, everything. He's not going to know how to read a defense correctly, the verbiage, you know, getting his feet set and stuff. I mean, that's the greatness of Mahomes is being able to do that stuff now. But taking that year off was tremendous for his career and ending up where he did with the head coach and the players that are surrounding him. With Drew Locke, there's, I mean, yes, he's got a good running back. He's got two stud wide receivers right now. Sutton's coming in a second, the second year, and I think he's going to be a lot better than people realize. Not a lot of people are talking about him, and that's kind of disrespectful for him, to be honest with you. But Drew Locke, I mean, man, he just needs to learn the speed of the NFL game. He needs to learn to keep his feet set and, you know, put everything into his throws. He reminds me of Jay Cutler. You know, I was talking with someone about this last night. When I see Drew Locke, I don't see someone that that has the factor. You know, does that make sense what I'm saying? It just it, it's not there. That presence just isn't felt. And then when you look at Patrick Mahomes and you see what he does, you're like, shoot, like that that's it. And then you go to Drew Locke and it's like he's trying to do too much or he's thinking too much. And that's what this first year off should help him with. Yeah, so you kinda went through the standings and stuff like that. Something similar but a little bit different. Um, we're going to go through some betting odds right now and see if you would take this bet on the team to win the division. Um, I know you said you think the, the Chiefs are going to win, but it's a little bit different. Uh, the Broncos are uh, are going to be at plus 1,200. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think uh, you just answered that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and by the way, before anyone gets mad at us, again, these are not our odds. These are from Bovada. So yell at Vegas if uh, if you don't like it. Uh, the Raiders are going to be at plus eleven hundred. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, would you take that one? No, probably not. Um, there's just there's too many there's too many like hiccups. There's you know what I mean. There's too many spots. There's too many holes. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, too many holes in a roster. They're too young. I understand. Um, I mean, eleven hundred is a nice money, but I still don't think they're going to be able to do that. Um, the Chargers are at plus one ninety five, and there there is a possibility. Like, there is a possibility I would take that bet. Mm-hmm. Just if they can get over the hump and they don't have injuries on either side of the ball, and Philip Rivers doesn't make an a silly decision, you know, have an interception. If he continues to just 
be what he is in December most of the time with those clutch plays, look out. The Chargers are coming in hot. And then uh, I don't – I mean, I'm sure you might take it, but I don't see much value in it. But the Chiefs are at minus 155. Yeah. I mean, there's, there'd be no point in taking that one. I feel yeah. like if I was to take one just out of a whim, it might be the Raiders just to kind of see. If just because that's a lot of money. Exactly. Just gets that offense rolling. Their defense is super young. Their secondary outside of Jonathan Abram, I don't know much that's there. And their defensive line's young. Their line, I mean, it's just the entire defense themselves. Let's pick it up. Brandon, do you want to go ahead? Yeah. Uh, Jesus, calm down. Fight me. Um, <laughs> all right, Austin. So, speaking of the youth of the Raiders, they had three first round picks this season, uh, or this past draft. Which team would you say had the best offseason? The best offseason? Correct. Yeah, I know you guys told me <laughs> not to just pick the same team. But I mean, if you have to, I mean, you have to look at the Chiefs. What they did for that de- to that defense was tremendous. The majority of the guys that were there last year are not here this year. Entirely new defensive line. Eric Berry's gone. Justin Houston's gone. They've revamped their secondary. Their linebackers are in better shape. And they, you know, the draft that they had the season before, those guys are now going to step in and fill that role. So for me, I am taking the Chiefs because they had the additions of Frank Clark. They had the additions of the Honey Badger. But then you can flip around and go, well, look at the Raiders. Look what they did. They added speed on their team. They added Terrell Williams. They added Antonio Brown. They got a young rookie or a tight end out of LSU. I mean, these guys that are going to come in and be there for the Raiders might make more noise than some people anticipate. The Broncos getting rid of Case Keenum. Good move on their part. The Chargers, I feel like they lost some. They didn't really get much on the defense, but there's, you don't really need to add anything there. And their offense is still consistent. Find a way to keep Gordon. Because if you lose Gordon, those odds are going to go way up because there's not, there's not going to be much there outside of the running back position. Even if they do running back by committee, it's hard to fill a role that Gordon would leave. Yeah, they'd be relying heavily on uh, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson to uh, fill a role that they simply couldn't. All right, and um, kind of moving on from the different like different team aspects, uh, who do you think the MVP of the division is going to be? And I think everyone knows the answer, but you can go ahead and tell us. Yeah, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he left so many touchdowns on the field last year. He had an opportunity to see all the defenses. I love it when people say, well, now defenses have tape on him. Well, has tape on different defenses. Mm-hmm. He's got tape on different disguises and coverages and the way guys are going to move around on the defensive front and, you know, anything that comes with that. Patrick Mahomes is now going to see it. And, I mean, how much tape do you need on an 85-yard bomb? <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's it's if if you had to go, I mean, I guess if you had to go one person other than the obvious, uh, Patty Mahomes. I, I, I think I it's think, pretty easy. Yeah, I, Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's uh, that one was kind of a throw up and slam dunk, you know. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that one was like we ask everybody. We know the answer in the, in this case, but it's like we still gotta ask. You keep the uniform. 
<laughs> but it was very obvious what it was going to be from way before we even started this. Um, one that would be left. Oh, someone's slamming a coin over there. I <laughs> dropped a dime. Sorry. Ah, like Patty Mahomes. Hey. Um, <laughs> I'm looking for a new co-host if anyone would like to apply. Um... So on the defensive side of the ball, one that's much less obvious, it would be who'd be the defensive player of the year. For the the, the division itself, I'm gonna go with uh, Derwin James. What he did mm. last year was absolutely astonishing. The Broncos. I mean, I get you could say Chris Harris, Ju- uh, Chris Harris Jr. Excuse me, or you can go their stellar pass rusher and Von Miller. You could put both up there, but he's injured so much. I don't really see it. And I'm tired of seeing Chiefs guys. I'm not tired of it. I'm not tired of saying it, but I'm sure other people are tired of hearing about Frank Clark and the Honey Badger. So I'm going to stick with Derwin James. I think he has another stellar year, and he just continues to build off the foundation he set last year. How could you not pick Arden Key? Yeah, how could I not? <laughs> Do you think that uh, Derwin James is the best safety in the NFL? I think it's hard to say safety as of right now. I mean, like, if he has another stellar year like he did last year, absolutely. I mean, it'd be either curious. it'd be either him or like Jamal Adams or something. Yeah, that's pretty much who the debate is between right now. It's like Derwin James, Jamal Adams, and then people are just like, "Don't forget Earl Thomas." But since he didn't play the whole season, people want to write him off. I think a lot of people. I mean, they overlooked Buda Baker too in Arizona. He's not a bad player at all. I think if Arizona was better, they'd care more about him. But since he's on a bad team, a lot yeah. of people just overlook that. All right, and uh, speaking of young players, I don't, I don't know where that was going. Buda Baker's young, Duran James is young. You, you had it, and you messed it up. <laughs> um, we'll go with the the youngest in the league. Uh, who do you think the rookie of the year division is going to be? I think this might shock some people, but I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs, the running back from Alabama that the Raiders took at the end of the first round. I think he's going to come in and do pretty good. Being in John Gruden's system, they do like to pass the ball a lot, but at some point you have to run, and if you got a back that can catch the ball out of the backfield like him and then continue to make plays and just run the ball and just – I'm not going to say it this way, but you just you have to punish the opponent by continuously running the ball, and this is a guy that can do it. See, when you look at Rookie of the Year in the AFC West, the Chargers took Jerry Tillery, and usually the award goes to an offensive player. So Jerry Tillery in charge was kind of out of the question there. The Chiefs, Mikel Hardman, maybe, depending on how they use him, if uh, if he can really erupt. And then the Raiders took two defensive players and Josh Jacobs, and then uh, I can't I even th- the Broncos took Noah Fant, which first year tight ends usually don't dominate much. And uh, Drew Locke is probably not going to play. Yeah, Noah Fant would be a good one, but I mean, like you said, he's going to have to have a stellar year. And Mikael Hardman, he can make a run from it. The What I've seen in camp so far has been very impressive. I mean, he's been taking time off the field to work with the wide receivers and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the kid is fast. He, his, running route, his route running doesn't look to be the best, which is expected right now at this point in his career. But he is making plays. He's making good catches. And I kind of went back and watched some tape of him in Georgia, and holy crap kid can move yeah he's always been uh 
more of an athlete than like a technician, which it's going to be cool to see him kind of see if he can put it together and mold himself into a true wide receiver. I watched a lot of Georgia last year, and I can definitely tell you that he has it in him to be be the uh, rookie of the year of this division. He uh, he he shines, and he's yeah, like you said, he's super athletic, super quick. Um, I think he has just as good of a chance to win it as Josh Jacobs. I know people. He's not like the. He wasn't the, even the big name to come out of Georgia, but uh, I think he went to the perfect team for him. I I would hate being a defensive coordinator in the AFC West, trying to keep up with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and then now Miko Hardman. Even Damian um, Williams was good too. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, and of course, don't forget Mahomes. don't forget about Sammy Watkins. I mean, you're leaving out a big name there. I forget about Sammy Watkins all the time. I have a, everyone forgets. I have a Sammy, Sammy Watkins Bills jersey, by the way. It's uh, it's my most prized possession. I'm sorry. Yeah, it yeah, was... he doesn't have many. <laughs> so we talked a lot about all four teams from the AFC West tonight. And which player do you think would be the most improved player from each team? Or one player that would be the most improved player from each team. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and I'll start with the with the Chargers, and I'm going to go with Hunter Henry, coming off the injury that he dealt with at the beginning of the year, coming back at the end of the season, didn't ha- you know have the best comeback performance there, but now with the full off season of getting to be decently healthy and train and work out, I think he's going to come in and fill in a big role for the Chargers. I think he's going to be that key piece for their offense moving forward. So I'm really excited to see him back and kind of see what he can do. For the Raiders, I'm going to go with Tyrell Williams, the other former Charger. I think he has a lot to prove. You know, last year he had a decent season, but right now it's can you come in and show that, you know, you're worth the money? Can you come in and show that, hey, Chargers made a mistake cutting you? Let's see what he can do with Gruden as well on the other side of being Antonio Brown and then their young core rookies um, at the tight end position. And then for the Broncos, I'm going to go with the guy that they just traded for, Joe Flacco. He needs a resurgence in his career. I think him credit to the Broncos is a big aspect of that. I think he can come in and show, hey, I still have it. You know, you guys have to fear me. I, I'm good enough to make plays. And it's going to be nice to see him do it with actual receivers because I think that's something Baltimore had really been lacking was – a pretty top-end wide receiver or receivers at that point. You know, they didn't really have a tight end either. And the Broncos have all three of that. Within Sutton, Sanders, and now Noah Fant, Joe Flacco's got some weapons. And you throw in Phillip Lindsay in the backfield as well, another running back to catch the ball out of the backfield. And they just got Jay, or uh, who is it, Reddick? Yeah, Theo Riddick from uh, Theo Riddick. I'm, th- I'm thinking NBA here. <laughs> But uh, you throw him in there, and Joe Flacco, he's got he's got an offense built around him, and that's exactly what he needs. And I'm excited to see what he can do with the Broncos. And then for the Chiefs, I'm going with Sammy Watkins. I said him earlier. I mean, a lot of people are sleeping on him. He's had one of the best training camps so far. The main reporter for the Chiefs, B.J. Kissel, has continued to, to mention his name and say, hey, he looks great in OTAs. He's already said himself that I feel better now career than what I have throughout my entire stint in the NFL. I feel just as good as I did in college. I'm ready to go. I'm healthy. And I believe it. And I'm excited to see what he can do in this offense moving forward this year, especially if he's healthy every game, because he was a huge difference maker for the Chiefs last season when he was on the field. 
And uh, one of the reasons I actually am excited to see Noah Fant this year is because he will be tight end one in Denver. Mm-hmm. And Joe Flacco loves his tight ends. Like over the past couple of years, they haven't had a lot of pass catching threats at tight end. But when they had guys like when they had Dennis Pitta, he was always super productive. That's a name I haven't I haven't thought of in years. It took me like six minutes to think of it. Um, <laughs> but when Pitta was healthy, he was always very productive with Flacco. So I'm excited to see if Fant can kind of break the trend of not being a productive rookie tight end. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting year for the AFC West, man. A lot of a lot of talent. And it's going to be exciting for the NFL in general. I feel like it's, it's opened up even more on which team has a possibility. And that's the beauty of the NFL. It's why we watch it. It's why we read, you know, and write about it and talk about it. And man, I cannot wait for it to just get fully going. Just about one month away. That's um, it. Well, preseason yeah. starts this week. No, I'm I'm talking like regularly, like getting down into it. But I uh, I love preseason football too, except for week four. But I mean, we have hard knocks coming up with the Raiders. That's going to be super fun. Mm-hmm. Dude, I like week four of the preseason. That's when, that's when a lot of those guys are like, hey, this is my last opportunity to play a game in the NFL. You know, this is my last time to make a play. This is my last time to earn a shot or put on pads, be in a locker room and be on a team. I think a lot of people forget about that. You know, how many guys have worked their entire lives off to be in this moment? And it's going to come down to a, a game four in the NFL preseason, and you might only have a handful of plays. Just to get yeah, a lot deep of, and meaningful with you guys, right? Yeah, you know, a lot of undrafteds kind of secure their spot there. Yeah. Week four is very important for them. All right, then. Well, I was just saying that it's not the best football to watch, but I mean. Yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> well, Brandon, Brand, we're only like a couple weeks away from, uh, from you being down in New Orleans. Yeah, we are uh, 17 days away. How, uh, how pumped are you? to be down in New Orleans in the middle of August. End of August. I've never, I've never been to a swamp before, so like I'm really looking it's forward to it. It's not swampy in New Orleans, <laughs> all right? It's I'm going to see Shrek once I get off the plane. <laughs> well, you probably will see Shrek. That's just the people of New Orleans. <laughs> um, I mean, shout out New Orleans. I uh, love you. You're like an hour away. I, I, you know, it, it'll be fun. I'll be there too. Uh, we'll both get, I guess, beat up for insulting the people of New Orleans. I, I didn't insult the people. I said I'll see Shrek. You Me and uh, Brandon B- Brandon insulted the New Orleans people. I just want everyone to remember that. I mean, I, I definitely have at some point. Um, <laughs> irrelevant though. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, and I think I think that that just about does it. Do you have anything else you want to? Any closing words on the AFC West? No, I think I said it there. I mean, it's going to be an exciting year. Uh, I think it's really come down to the Chargers, and if the Chargers can just stay away from the injury bug and, you know, stay on top of everything, they're going to be really good. It's going to be just as it was last year with the Chiefs and Chargers probably going down to the last week of the season with the same record, and it's going to come down to that game in December on who wins the AFC West. Do you think Phil Rivers is going to have another kid this year? Um, If they don't, shoot. Over, I had a, over under Phil Rivers' kids this season? I'm going to say under. All right, all right, cool. 
Um, I think that I think that just about does it for us this episode. Um, like I said, you can follow Austin on Twitter at Austin C Ham thirty three on Twitter. Uh, you can follow, and always listen to him on the Talking Football podcast. Friends of the show. Um, you can follow me on Twitter uh, on at Dilly Sanders, and then Brandon. Uh, yeah, please leave us a Twitter. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Uh, uh, please leave us an iTunes review follow us on Spotify do all that jazz Uh, we appreciate it takes no time at all if you see us on Twitter interact with us and yeah I'm going to end this episode without giving Ren a a Twitter shout out because he complained earlier bye